0: Don't to we gotta call my team back at old not Hole. it's sonic and the freedom fighters sally the princess one of a kind bunny always there to get you out of a bind Rola, the genius looking through the archives it's tails flying fast
1: got dreams sky high one's a jerk it's sonic and the freedom fighters Hey all, welcome back to the Archie Sonic Digest. Man, oh man, do I have a show for you. But before we get into it proper, let's introduce this week's guest. Let's give a, a big round of applause for YouTube's favorite boomer, host of the loudest podcast, Asterios Coconos. How you doing, my man?
0: Hey there, kids. I love Sonic. I love him, that adorable blue little son of a bitch, rolling himself over to a ball and throwing his body at you. Love him. Love these comics. They're smart. The thing I like about these comics is that they're great. They're great and smart, and they're not a middle finger to the continuity of the video games at all. Now, if there's one thing I don't want, it's a fun little blue guy running around with his friends. I want some sort of horrible, like, World War II riff. Just a terrible, terrible kind of Resistance, Freedom, Fighter, Riff. And and, and what? also, why have seven cast when you can have a thousand? Ten thousand of them. Yeah, this makes sense. All right, so tell me about the these comics.
1: So, the first set of comics we're covering is mm-hmm. actually a Knuckles Focus miniseries. Another one. Oh. Okay. The... This is the self-titled Dark Legion miniseries. Now, Asterios, with a title like that, can you imagine uh, what exactly we have in store for us?
0: Okay, hold on. It's the Dark Legion. Mm-hmm. I assume that the Dark Legion is like a bunch of not robots, but kind of like weird genetically engineered guys that are made up by Doctor Robotnik to to fuck with shit.
1: Ooh, you were real close, but you veered it off when you talked about Robotnik. There are non-robotnik enemies in this? Of course there is. It's a comic book. I don't know. They gotta like spice it up a little bit sometimes.
0: I don't know! Okay, who's the bad guy?
1: We'll get we'll get into that right now. Okay. So, we open. Uh, With Knuckles, uh, after dealing with Enerjack, he now wants to learn a little bit more about his ancestry.
0: You know, and you wish it wouldn't take Enerjack to get the guy to give a shit about his family. But it did. It took Enerjack.
1: Speaking of which, we are opening up. We see Knuckles' father on his, like, holodeck uh, monitors looking across the island. And he starts seeing some flying saucers coming into view. And he recognizes them as, uh, who other than the Dark Legion. We see... Then Knuckles and Archimedes, uh who Asterios, just so you know, is uh Knuckles is like right hand man, he's also a fire ant.
0: Archimedes?
1: Archimedes.
0: Why do all the Echidnas have weird names? Oh he's names? not an
1: Echidna, he's a fire ant.
0: Why do all why do all the people from Echidnaopolis have weird names?
1: Just roll with it. Okay. So uh Archimedes is now getting a signal about Knuckles' dad about the invasion. Archimedes has no idea how to tell him, on account of the fact that Knuckles doesn't know his dad's alive. That's a complicated story. Uh, However, Knuckles sees them coming in. But before he actually deals with that, we cut to a flashback Mm -hmm. uh, to Dimitri and Edmund, originally presenting their plan to drain the Chaos Emeralds. And uh, we switch to the perspective of their kids. Stephen Wolf and... Menkiner is Dimitri's son. Stephen Wolf is Edmund's son. So they're seeing their dads flop and they're like, man, what an L. And uh, <laughs> and we we are seeing like all the echidnas throwing away their tech. And uh, obviously some echidnas are not very happy with this very democratic decision. And some are complaining they don't want to give it up, blah, 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 blah. They're taking their stuff. And Dimitri's son Menkiner is, he he is complying with the mandate, but...
0: So Mankina is listening to the mandate
1: from Dimitri. Not Edmund, but, like, the science ministry. We'll get to that. We will get to that. You
0: can't just... You can't answer any of my questions the moment I ask them.
1: No. I gotta set something up.
0: I'm just asking you... Oh, what? Is their names gonna spoil it? Are their names George Washington and Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> like... What all the right, hell right, is right, knowing right, their fine, names going oh, to really throw the story right off the rails?
1: Okay, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, they're actually never named. I was throwing you Yeah, you, for a you loop. can
0: just tell me. It's okay. <laughs> you right. can tell me.
1: We're all friends here.
0: Yes, we are. Menkeener, Dimitri, Enerjack, and all the rest. Knuckles. So,
1: he goes back into his house and says, you know... That was fine and all, but uh, I got no need for antiques. I got state-of-the-art, as he has a little hatch going into his nefarious lair. So, out of the flashback, back to real times. The drones are flying in on Knuckles and Archimedes. Uh, Archimedes uh, pops onto the drone's shoulder to give him, like, a spook attack. Knuckles attacks straight on. And uh, I also have in my notes...
0: Did you... When you said... Did you mean sneak attack?
1: Well, no, because I said straight attack. Because you said attack.
0: spook attack. Do you mean like he's going to, like, scare them to death? <laughs> well, like, he, like he's I mean, going to sk- give a big, spook attack. spooky, scary...
1: Archimedes okay. did the spook attack because he also has the power to teleport. So there is a spook attack. There's a spook attack. Knuckles does the straight attack. And in my notes, I have Knuckles saying, quote, It's crunch time, a catchphrase that Penders tried to force on that did not catch. I don't know why that's there. Just Just throwing it out there.
0: It's crunch time? It's crunch time. Like your knuckles crunch in your hand? Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: So they escape, but they're pursued. We then cut back to a flashback. We see Edmund with his son, Stephen Wolf. They're putting away their tech. Edmund's son is – Stephen Wolf is warning his dad like, hey, some people aren't happy about this decision. There might be an insurrection. Like just, just giving you a heads up, dad. To which Stephen Wolf then also follows a hooded figure into an alley and finds himself spying on a secret meeting, only to get discovered and shot at. Back to the back to real time. Stephen
0: Wolf, Edmondson, Dimitri, Enerjack.
1: Keep going. So Knuckles reaches the Chaotix's boys to tell them like what's up and how are they going to deal with these invaders? But then they are they are attacked and they gain the upper hand. The boys are outnumbered, and they just kind of run off. Then we cut back to the flashback. Stephen Wolf is flying away in a stolen UFO and is just shot back immediately. One of the hooded mooks saying, quote, the Grandmaster wants no survivors. We immediately cut back to real world with Knuckles and the Chaotic surrendering due to them being surrounded. A mook tries to escort Knuckles elsewhere. He, He refuses. And the leader of these troopers comes up and tells him to reconsider, saying, we have more in common than you think. And the leader of these mooks introduces himself as Craigock. Are you going to keep saying the word mook like it's yes. a normal word? Yes. You
0: can't just say thug or uh, goon?
1: Asterios, I'm afraid minion? the word thug has implications nowadays.
0: You know, the word mook is, isn't great.
1: Well, oh, I mean, what do you want me to say then? Th- uh, minion. Okay, fine. Minion.
0: Cause you said "mook" like six times. Is that a word that you say a lot on the show, "mook"? Uh,
1: no. This is the debut.
0: This is the first. Cause you're 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 spreading those mooks like dollar bills in a strip club. I'm just saying. You're you're really dining out on that word, "mook."
1: Well, upon seeing Craigock, we also see that he has a fully mechanical arm and says. Join me, Knuckles. We can reclaim our birthright, oppose me, and you can call me your worst nightmare. And that's the end of Dark Legion number one.
0: Kragok, Enerjack, Dimitri, uh, Onion Son? What are these other... Edmunds. <laughs> Edmund
1: Ed- and Stephen Wolf.
0: Edmund, Stephen Wolf.
1: Glad you're taking notes. This will be on the test.
0: Okay. Well, all
1: right. All right. So on to Dark Legion number two. We uh, have knuckles awoken and is taken to Craigock. Uh that's the first page and immediately we're cut to yet another flashback of Moby and fire ants. they're talking to the they're talking in their little council about the Echidnas saying, hey why the fuck did they decide what why did they decide to have one of their own guard the emeralds especially one that is the brother of the problem in the first place which I'm gonna be real with you that's a completely fair argument and it's never Not brought bad. up again.
0: No, that makes sense. I mean, that sounds correct.
1: And so, this ant that is uh, basically brought up that objection. His name is Christopheles. Is sent to warn Edmund that his son was attacked. And then back to real life with Knuckles in the meeting with Ed or with Craigock. Knuckles jumps over the table. He tries to choke him out, and uh, and have the minions uh, really ganging up on Knuckles, saying like, "Bro, what the fuck you think you're doing?" And Kraigok just like whacking him over a bit. He reveals his intention saying, Hey man, I want the Chaos Emerald in the chamber.
0: I mean, aren't there nine. Aren't there, uh, 9,999 more Chaos Emeralds this guy could get? <laughs> Why does Kraigok want this one so bad? Uh,
1: they have history. Okay. Uh, despite. uh, So, Kraigok walks away and, and lets his boys deal with him. Knuckles beats the shit out of all of them and steals one of their hoods to, like, infiltrate and uh hopefully run away and we cut back to see Stephen wolf who survived the crash but uh the minions uh kind of end up confusing Stephen wolf with his dad and end up killing his dad
0: oh god
1: edmund is dead oh no and upon seeing that scene we immediately cut back to the to the real time knuckles uh frees the chaotix and they run away in a stolen tank and Knuckles' dad is seeing all of this on the monitors with Archimedes popping up next to him. And the intruder alert alarm pops up. He goes into the room next and finds Athair, his grandfather. And uh, they're having a little bit of an argument about just sort of the situation at hand. And by the way, Ather, uh was one of the only descendants of Edmund who refused to uh, become the guardian of the floating island. So they – nobody likes him, let's put it. Oh, Okay. All right. Then out of nowhere, the ancient walkers pop up behind him with uh, a saying, this is your warning. And he leaves with them. Oh,
0: my God. What?
1: There is no context to what he's warning about, by the way.
0: I mean, I guess that warning is just like, leave me alone. I'm with these walkers now. Right. I mean, isn't isn't he warning him like to back the fuck off? Like, I don't want anything to do with your shit.
1: Well, to be fair, a did kind of pop into their space. But he is also... Does he have the right to be there? He is a descendant. These are the questions we have to ask.
0: Okay, what was the name of the bad guy again that... Craigock. That, uh,
1: Craig, Craigock? Craigock.
0: Craigock. Okay, Craigock. Craigock, Enerjack, Archimedes, Stephen wolf Edmund. Is there anyone I'm missing in this uh, list of... Uh... Really, really shitty try-hard names from a writer that probably wishes he was doing anything other than writing a Sonic the Hedgehog
1: comic book. This was written by Ken Penders. Believe me, he's living right now. This is his shit.
0: This is the most frustrated try-hard. These are the names of someone who saw themselves like winning an Obie Award or like a Drama Desk Award and instead they're writing... Edmund leaving Stephen Wolf behind while Enerjack and Craignock threaten Archimedes.
1: You definitely made a sentence that makes sense in this comic book. Now Look,
0: just keep just keep telling me the story. Oh god.
1: We are now cut to yet another flashback of Stephen Wolf trained to become the guardian with Christopheles and Oh Oh yes!
0: Oh yes, of course, Christopheles. How could I have forgotten? Let me write this down! Christopolis! Okay?
1: Part of the training is, uh, Stephen Wolf is sent on a pilgrimage to Sandopolis and, uh, has to find, and ends up finding, the future base of operations for all Guardians, which, uh, Knuckles' dad is in currently, called Haven. It's hidden by a mirage in the desert, so... We cut back to the real life. Kragok is chasing the boys in their tanks, only for Mighty the Armadillo to deter them by uprooting a tree and throwing it down, only for a response, the Dark Legion, to burn down the entire forest. Oh my god! Okay! and in Wow! And in which all of the animals that live on the floating island in that forest are now running away and are about to stampede Knuckles and the Chaotix. And that's the end of number two.
0: All right. So, did you spend money on these comics? And like, if you did, does, uh, do your parents know that they didn't do a good job raising like a responsible adult? Like, is like, I mean, do your parents know that you, that you, that you're doing this?
1: Uh, well, to answer your question, no.
0: Okay. In Have both Have they respects. given up? Have they given up? Are they just like, yeah, uh, yeah, for Christmas, we buy you a Sonic notebook. We, we know you
1: love Sonic. Man, I wish they would. Unironically, I wish they would.
0: Are your mom and dad Sonic and Tails? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong? Is this your family? I'm just saying, no, I don't mean really legitimately. I mean, so like, did you grow up in like a house where like your mom, where your dad, where your mom was always like, you're a drunk Harold. And your dad was like, I drink cause your food tastes like shit! And like to throw a tumbler of scotch at the wall while you're in your bedroom with these big blue over-the-ear headphones going I'll save you. I'll save you, Master Emeralds. I'll show Knuckles that we are good after all.
1: I grew up in a mostly normal house. So, so what I just happens like in issue three there, sport So as we see the, the uh, animals about to trampede Knuckles and the chaotix, Knuckles has Mighty throw down another tree trunk to block the animals. And then Vector uses his headphones to play music at max volume at the fire in order to blow it away. And it works.
0: Well, I got to say, I wasn't, I didn't see that solution coming. But I think that's kind of cool. Okay, I like that. Good job, earphone guy. If only those earphones were loud enough to drown out my parents fighting downstairs. You no, you're getting custody of Sonic Speed. No, you're getting custody of Sonic Speed. Okay, so keep so keep going. Okay, so they send these animals back to a to a flaming forest.
1: Uh, we forget about the animals now. The fire goes back to the invaders. And uh, they end up scrambling. Okay. Uh, We get another flashback. The same invaders are now attacking Echidnopolis, where during this invasion, Stephen Wolf actually charges into the former science meeting hall, where all of the Echidnas are blaming him personally for the mess they're in. And specifically, a city councilor by the name of Garrick Pulls a gun on Stephen Wolf up to his chest and says, "If we kill him, the Dark Legion will leave us alone." And in a, a way, boss-ass move, actually, Stephen Wolf moves closer to the gun and says, "If that's what you want, do it. If you think you, this wait, is if wouldn't this, that have worked, if this is what you think will help, shoot me." And then, uh huh. <laughs> no, no, but okay. I'm guessing they don't
0: shoot the guy in an Archie comic, but like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Would the Dark Council of, would the Dark Elves or whatever the fuck have left the Echidnas alone if Garrick had murdered Steppenwolf? Um,
1: 50-50
0: chance. Really? That's worth it. I mean, fucking Edmund's already dead. What's
1: another Echidna on the pile? Uh, upon seeing this scene, and I assume being so moved by his courageousness, Garavick collapses to the ground with tears in his eyes and is just like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't th- I wasn't thinking, man." And Stephen Wolf just leaves and says, "There are other options than fighting. We cut back to see the chaotics looting the bodies of all the uh, enemies that they downed and all dawn disguises to get into the full base of the dark legion knuckles ends up asking archimedes why did i never hear about the base of the enemy that lives on my island to which he says look we have a lot of dark history with the with these guys like we didn't want to talk about it we thought it would upset you <laughs> We didn't think the guardian of the island should know about these evil people who want to take you down. We thought it would make you feel upset.
0: That's, that's terrible. That's just, that's not very good writing, Ken Penders. Like, uh, you should have said, we thought they were just a legend. Or, we haven't heard from them for 10,000 years.
1: Honestly, that latter option could have worked.
0: Of course it could have worked.
1: There's a lot. There's way more to th- than just saying like, yeah, we just thought it would make you feel sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everything makes him feel sad. He's Knuckles. He's always upset all the time.
1: So we then cut to, uh, or well, before that, we now see Knuckles and the chaotix infiltrating the Dark Legion meeting and saying, or we see now Kragok has the Floating Island's Chaos Emerald. ...which infuriates Knuckles and he charges the stage. We then cut to a flashback. Stephen Wolf charging to the Dark Legion leader... ...and right as Stephen Wolf is about to be assassinated by one of the minions... ...the gunman who was holding the weapon was attacked... ...and uh, reveals himself. And the leader of the Dark Legion saying to Stephen Wolf... ...you could not have been trusted, you brought backup. Stephen Wolf, uh, during their fight, unmasks the leader... And, we re- and in a shocking twist, the reveal, Menkeener, Dimitri's son. Big shock.
0: I knew it was Menkeener! <laughs> I fucking knew it! That little turd! I could smell that heel turd coming from a while away!
1: So he started the Dark Legion as revenge for his dad's death. And he is doing what he believes will continue his father's legacy. Which, just to set the floor, he wants to have... Uh, echidnas be the technological leaders again okay so steven wolf then uh with his like uh guardian powers creates a warp portal which sends men and the boys into a pocket dimension and banishes them
0: well uh, look i can understand sending men into the pocket dimension but it seems it seems like a little bit overkill on steven wolf's part to banish the chaotix unless this is happening in a fucking it's a flashback. flashback and i oh yeah great yep okay so <laughs> so man keener is in a pocket dimension
1: so are the dark legion at this at the flashbacks time
0: and the walkers
1: no the walkers are different they're gone don't worry about them right now okay Christopheles then pops up next to stephen wolf and saying hey man this is only the beginning of the fight who knows what's going to happen from here on out And actually, this is actually a very nice shot, we see, uh, Stephen Wolf and Minkiner's profiles next to each other, and in the very next panel, we see Knuckles and, uh, Kragnaut's panels, basically redrawn. It's actually a very nice touch, I think. Mm. We see Knuckles and the Chaotix now beating the shit out of the Dark Legion, and Kragok, who ends up running away, Knuckles chase after him, he almost escapes... But the, or no, he does escape, period. But the building starts to burn down, with Knuckles' dad being the one to manipulate the electrical wiring and burns the place to the ground. And I have here in my notes, why didn't he do this in the first place? Yes. Knuckles ends up escaping out of the hatch. The Chaotix are waiting outside. They all say, Dark Legion's nowhere to be seen. I think we're good. Knuckles is like, he takes a heroic pose and says, we were unprepared for them, but next time it will be a different story. And that's the end of the Dark next Legion series. Oh,
0: next time, my dad will burn his house down twice as fast.
1: So, okay, I, I, I right. before we move on to the next comic, I want to, like, ask, <laughs> sure. did having to move back and forth between the real-time and flashback confuse you at all? Because when I was reading, it confused me.
0: Yeah, that's the problem with the storytelling. Not Steppenwolf and, and Edmund. Versus Craig Knock and Enerjack with Archimedes, Aether, Christopheles, Menkeener, and Garrick. Look, listen, so man, the, man. the problem I'm- is that there's thirty goddamn characters, each named stupider than the last. The problem is that there's a very simple flashback, flash forward, like. Scenario that even a child could follow and should follow because it's a child's comic book. Look, listen. No, the problem I'm playing with the this cards. comic is that it sucks. Okay, That's fine. the problem Fair with this comic. But I'm trying like to... kid the Science Council? The kid to Science Council? To Science Council? Christoffel- Mr. Christopheles? Enerjack? Mighty the Armadillo?
1: Hey, he's actually from all the so games. Stupid? Come on.
0: This is all so
1: dope. Look, I'm get, I'm playing it by ear. Like the only criticism that I have right now is really just because I don't think that this flashback flash forward really works in a comic format. But whatever, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks. Hey, maybe there's some merit to this story. But no, maybe we should all just return to Monkey and play Sonic the Hedgehog one and get the Chaos Emeralds and uh, beat Robotnik and do that until the inevitable heat death of the universe.
0: Yeah, you know it's fun. That Sonic video game. Yeah, that's a very, lot of fun. That it's is very fun, fun. I like fun it. Fun to run around, collect rings.
1: My favorite part is when I get to uh-huh. jump on the the Badnik and the animal gops out. That's fun. It's like I
0: like going super.
1: That's it's fun.
0: You game. get all you turn on yellow shit, and I kind of like how they respect continuity between the games. There's that one <laughs> game it opens where Sonic's yellow. And then he's hit by a single enemy and all his gas fly away. Good. <laughs> and then he just stands there and watches someone else collect them. And it's like, Sonic, what are you doing? What are you doing, Sonic? No. It took you forever to get all these things.
1: So uh, we will now move on to uh, the first yeah. actual Sonic comic of this episode, Sonic the Hedgehog number 45. These? No, 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 no. These were like Knuckles comics. Yes, actually, I forgot to mention that these—the first, the last three issues that we covered, the Dark Legion miniseries—were actually retroactively made into the first three issues of a full Knuckles comic series. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, okay, look, look, look.
0: Kids, kids need kids need an escape. Life sucks. They're like they're like they don't have any autonomy. They're 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 given a bedtime. They're told what to eat, what to wear, school picture day, report cards, like playground antics. It's like sometimes you just want to pretend you're a kidna flying by flying around using your your head your head tails to float or something. How can he can fly right or he could glide? He can what glide.
1: Can he? Uh he How could he glide? They actually explained that in the comics. He traps uh, he traps air uh in between his dreadlocks and that keeps him afloat.
0: Okay, sure. All right. Look, I'm sure the look, I'm sure the Echidna Science Council put a lot of work into developing that.
1: Oh no, that's, I'm all, sure knuckles, that's and all knuckles, baby. That's all knuckles. Greg knock
0: would be proud. Wait, he's the only one that can fly?
1: It looks like it. Okay. I mean, or maybe that's like a guardian power or whatever. I don't fucking know.
0: Is he the only guardian?
1: Yeah. Well, yes.
0: Seems like that seems like a, a real, that seems like a real failure of uh, foresight to only have one guardian. There's seems only like one. Gu-
1: gu- there's only to. one guardian at a time.
0: Well, what happens when he has to go to sleep or or take a dump?
1: Uh, that's what the chaotics are for. They're, they're, they're like, they're, they're his uh, brute forcers.
0: They're not guardians. I might, at some point, I'm going to ask for a promotion to Guardian from one of the Chaos. Because I thought the Chaotix were private detectives. Not yet. So they go from they go from Guardians of Echidnopolis to private detectives. That's a real step down.
1: Uh, maybe they were just tired of Knuckles' shit.
0: I mean, I'm tired of Knuckles' shit. Okay, so South the Hedgehog, issue 47.
1: 45.
0: 45 let's go so
1: i'm gonna cut right to the chase the the first story that we have has really nothing to do with anything so i'm just gonna glaze over it uncle chuck uh overhears that sniveling and robotnik are setting up a command base in the jungle and they're setting up a robot called the eco destroyer sonic and rotor go into the area to take care of it they are uh arrested and kept prisoner by the local population who are gorillas and uh, you mean literal gorillas? Literal gorillas, and that's also a joke. They are they are very militant.
0: Go- they're gorilla gorillas.
1: Gorilla gorillas.
0: I like it. I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> I like that.
1: So, uh, Sonic they eventually break free. Uh, they're they they convince them that hey, we're here to help, and then they defeat the the giant eco destroyer, and they all go home, and the day is saved. Okay. That's the first story. The second story, we are now. <laughs>
0: just I mean just real quick just 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 real quick though you you'd think it wouldn't take so long to realize that uh the that the two creatures trying to stop the eco destroyer are good and I guess it's I guess this girl have trouble trusting and that's okay we all do from time to time
1: I feel you I feel you yeah okay all so right, story b we're back to knuckles baby mm-hmm. so uh he's still looking for the sort of acorns and uh, he is now physically enslaved by two witches. He is seen doing menial chores while thinking a way to escape. However, he fails to do so because a fucking horse dude with a sword breaks through the wall like fucking the Capri Sun guy and just kills these goddamn witches, and which con- consequently frees Knuckles. His, oh, and his name's his name is uh, Sir Connery. Do we know? Okay, I like that too.
0: Do we know? anything about these witches or wait we're starting like ed Manny res like we're gonna find out later like oh about these witches oh
1: well knuckles was like in the middle of this quest for long story short he was told to find the sword you have to go through these certain people and these were one of them
0: okay all right so 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 knuckles is like i'm gonna go beat up some witches and he's like no i got outsmarted by the witches (laughs) that'll happen
1: it happens and actually Knuckles asked Connery, "Hey, I'm looking for the holy sword. uh can you like help me?" And he's like, "No, I'm on my own quest to rid the all realms of dark magic direct quote
0: well i I don't see how they're across purposes. I mean won't this here's what I would have said to Sir Connery. I would have said, "Hey uh, hey, you know it's uh, some real dark magic is uh the dark magic that's uh that's that's encasing the king and more and more. Stone, if you really want to take care of some dark magic, how about you help me uh, save the king?
1: Okay, that's just what I would have done, now. Ironically enough, though, Connery points Knuckles to find the sort of acorns. Wouldn't you know it on the floating island?
0: Wait. It's like in the hangover where that guy was on the roof the
1: whole time. <laughs> the whole time. And that's Sonic number 45. Real simple, real easy. Okay. Sonic number forty six, we're we're getting into some like heavy lore right now, okay? Okay. So we're opening on another on a flashback, we see Uncle Chuck, not roboticized all these skin, it's before that time. He's loading someone into a chamber, the narrator dictating that Uncle Chuck created a device to prolong the life of Moeans, and in doing so inadvertently created an instrument of tyranny. Uncle Chuck directly saying The robotization process worked too well. Now my brother is just a mindless machine.
0: So he was trying to come up with a way where you could put your brain in a robot that
1: would live forever. No. He was trying to turn organic life into machine. So that it would live forever. Yes.
0: That's not a bad play there, buddy. I mean, we're trying to do that now with the singularity. I mean, these these comics may have been a little bit ahead of their
1: time. Here's the thing, though. We basically learned through this flashback that Uncle Chuck created the roboticizer.
0: You mean the one that Dr. Robotnik uses?
1: Yes, that's the one. The very one.
0: Wait, this is Knuckles' like uncle or something? Sonic's uncle. So Sonic's... How ironic that Sonic must forever fight the, the creatures made by his own flesh and blood. Ah Ah the, the the dark
1: we must fight the darkness within our own bloodline. Mm. Yeah, but see but here's the thing, like that fact is literally just glossed over because now we cut to the present day Uncle Chuck obviously not roboticized showing the Freedom Fighters like his memory bank footage and says, Robotnik stole my original roboticizer. I intended to use this for good and now he's using it for war. That is just completely like glazed over. There's no conversation about that fact. They just move on. I am so mad about this because there is such a perfect opportunity for Sonic to just be like, what the fuck, man? I, you, I trusted you with my life and to learn that you are basically the reason we're in the situation we're in now. Like, I am heartbroken and devastated there was such a perfect opportunity to have like a little bit of like a little schism between him and his uncle and that was just tossed aside it's not even addressed
0: now this sounds to me okay first i'm gonna i'm gonna absolutely agree with you this sounds to me like the kind of thing that is retconned a hundred issues from then this kind of sounds like a, it it's kind of sounds like something where it's like wait, wait, what did penders do made it sonic's uncle's fault no, 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 no. We'll make it Robotics Grandpa's fault. That, that'll make a lot more sense to kids.
1: Uh, well, I'll tell you this much. There uh-huh. is a retcon, but that comes into play way later. Yeah, but... I still like
0: 100 issues. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, what's no. the retcon? No.
1: The retcon is 250. No, 251. Now, back back to the situation at hand. We see Sally late at night. She's talking to the Freedom Fighters about the situation, and she's really consoling Chuck about how, like, Robotnik goaded him into resigning as the king's science advisor and ended up taking over in the coup later on. They then notice they're being watched during this meeting. And they're they're about to square up. But quickly they find out that they're actually allies of the Freedom Fighters called the Wolf Pack. Three guesses as to what uh, animals they are.
0: Gorillas!
1: Wrong, they're wolves.
0: What? (laughs) What? Okay.
1: uh, Their leader, uh, Lupe. So... Later on, we see uh, Jeffrey St. John showing up. Uh, quickly makes out with Sally for the sole purpose of pissing off Sonic. Jeffrey also then immediately accuses Uncle Chuck of being a, sc- a spy solely because he's roboticized. Pisses off Sonic even more. They keep fighting. And then An- Antoine activates <laughs> to fight Jeffrey and stands up for both Sonic and Uncle Chuck and accuses Jeffrey of being a spy himself. There's a lot of trickery going on here. And Antoine, the reason why he thinks that uh Jeffrey is a spy is because Jeffrey introduced himself as the leader of the rebel underground, which Antoine states that's not possible. the rebel underground was not active when the king was was cooed who you're a fake and the reason why he knows this is because his father Antoine's father was a general to the king, and his dad was the one that proposed the rebel underground and Antoine was being trained to lead it
0: Well duh, I mean even a fucking Chimp could have told you that. I mean, d- yes, we know.
1: Naturally, Antoine's a little pissed over the situation. Bunny goes to talk to her and they they kind of work out on their own feelings for each other. The, the, the relationship that these two have is actually the most stable in these comics, which is su- saying something. But it really should not be on account of the fact that this is a Sonic the Hedgehog comic. But I digress.
0: I mean, Sonic eventually has to get with Sally, right? Like, I mean, come on. We'll get to that. She's the, she's she's the alpha. He's the alpha. It's like let's go. Let's come on.
1: Let's come on. Come on.
0: Come on. I'm guessing Jeffrey St. James betrays them at some point because he sounds like. Uh, that's the kind of name that you give to someone who ends up being like it's not personal. Like, Robotnik offered me, offered me a doomsday
1: castle. I mean, it's interesting you point that out, because uh, in, the, in the comic he was introduced to, he was introduced as a double agent, but he ended up being a double-double agent. He's loyal to the king, first and foremost.
0: He's a triple agent? Yeah, and again, that's... Okay, a, how does that's he a, die?
1: We'll get to that. Okay,
0: because I'm sure... Because it's like,
1: come on. All right. Like, here, but here's the thing. Like, yeah. Legitimately, I... I I was at your – I was where you were thinking with Jeffrey because he legitimately plays that role. Like he knows there's something else going on and he knows more than he's letting on. But he never does. Like he always is like, I- I'm your man. I'm loyal to the king. Like I will never betray you guys. But he just has like such a smarmy, slimy personality that you just I mean, can't his name help is but Jeffrey
0: think. Jeffrey St. Clair, right? What was his name one more time?
1: Jeffrey St. John.
0: Yeah, that's like a, that's a bad guy name.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, mm. okay. After all this, uh, the one of the Wolfpack members, Draco, comes in late, and Lupe's demanding to know where he was, and uh, this just only continues accusation of traitors, to which Sally all puts the issues aside, and only looks up at the moon and wonders, like, I wonder if Knuckles' quest is doing any better. And that leads us into the next backup story, with Knuckles.
0: Mm-hmm. How many, how many witches have taken him captive this time? Seven?
1: Uh, well, we start with Knuckles just spelunking in a cave. Uh, he's tripped up by a skeleton. He falls down a hole. He then sees two more witches that are speaking over a cauldron. Uh, these two are named uh, Matthias Poe and Damocles the Elder. Knuckles loses footing and falls down. And to deal with the intruder that they've now seen, Matthias summons a metal golem to fight knuckles and he can't really fight it like normal it's it's metal bro it's too hard for his, his soft knuckles so what the plan is now archimedes teleports to matthias's shoulder spooks him a little bit which lets knuckles uh take the golem out completely and uh and it kind of ends and up like attacking matthias and, and he, he now he's gamered he's gamered he's done now And they turn their attention to Damocles and they realize that uh, that one's a fake. He's just like a puppet. And the body melts in a kind of a gruesome fashion.
0: (laughs) Really? Okay, (laughs) that sounds cool as hell.
1: And the body reveals to be holding wouldn't you believe it, the Sword of Acorns. What? This wizard just had it the whole time on the floating island. Okay. And Knuckles in hand is like I got this now, I can return it to Sally, and we can get the crown and save the king. These comics are special, aren't they? Are you having fun, of stereos? Because I'm having a lot of fun right now.
0: Yeah, I'm having fun. Although I will point out that when people are having fun, they don't usually stop to say it. it sounds like you're getting exhausted by the garbage. <laughs> by these, like, ten issues of trash. We gotta to get explain. through the dredge
1: before we get to the good stuff. That now, be good stuff. we now move on to our next issue... Mm-hmm. The, this next issue we're gonna cover Sonic Super Special Number One, baby. <laughs> this was oh a God. This was like a quarterly comic that Archie put out. That was like double the page length of normal, and uh, and yeah, this actually was originally just titled Sonic versus Knuckles Battle Royal, not Royale like you'd think. Battle Royal. Oh, I get it retroactively made into Sonic Super Special number one. We now, we we begin with the Freedom Fighters flying to Angel Island. The, Knuckles invited them to get the sword. And also, uh, they were also warned that there's a battle going on. They weren't getting a lot of details about that. They land, but they don't see any signs of combat until they're ambushed by the Chaotix, who say that they were able to fight the invaders off themselves with the raw power of the Sword of Acorns and decide, uh, we're going to keep it.
0: Wait, but they need it. They, but they got to save the king.
1: That's their argument. And decide, well, the only way we can uh, deal with this problem is to beat the shit out of you. They fight into a stalemate. Yeah, the freedom fighters retreat. Fucking
0: piss out of those guys. We got the king as a Jesus.
1: Hey, sometimes The king's the- <laughs> in trouble, guys. Sometimes the only answer is their fists.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's, look, he's named Knuckles. I want him to use those things.
1: When the Freedom Fighters retreat, after a while, they end up ambushing Knuckles and the Chaotix, with Archimedes popping in saying that, "Hey, things are not as they seem. Uh, you might want to like double check your situation here, Knuckles." But nobody's listening, and the fight continues. And the battle culminates with Sally grabbing Archimedes because remember, he's a fire ant. He's literally like this big. And for the listeners, for the listeners at home, uh, let's say six inches tall. So he. Has She has Archimedes, breathe fire, because he can also do that, Asterios. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very useful ant. Uh, also has Dulcie, their dragon friend, breathe fire. The two fireballs clash, and then an illusion breaks. And they reveal that these groups that they were fighting actually were not as they seem. Because the mastermind of the situation, one man, Mammoth Mogul. Asterios... When I say that name, what comes to your head? Uh, A man in his 20s who's wasted his life? Close. He is a primordial being from the era of the dinosaurs that was granted eternal life by the first Chaos Emerald and wants more power.
0: He's already got eternal life and he's a dinosaur. It seems like he should be happy with just that. Primordial dinosaurs always wanting more.
1: The situation being that he had his boys, who he calls the Fearsome Foursome, to disguise themselves as like, either one member of the Chaotix or the Freedom Fighters to confuse the uh, other group and make them like, fight for no reason. Mm-hmm. Ma- Mogul reveals that he has the Sword of Acorns and is like, what are you going to do about it, little boy? And Sonic and Knuckles uh, fight Mogul for the sword. Archimedes ch- uses Knuckles' spare Chaos Emerald to basically blow up Mogul and finish the battle. They win. It's really anticlimactic. Mm. In, in the falling action, Knuckles gives Sally the sword and uh, she thanks him by uh knighting him and is now dubbed Sir Knuckles as if being the guardian wasn't enough.
0: And being able to fly by spitting your hair around. Could Knuckles be any sexier? I don't think so, listeners.
1: Mm-mm. So the Freedom Fighters are flying back to Knothole with uh, later that night, Sally goes back to her house and and she, re- she sees that her father is now completely restored. No aid from the Sword of Acorns. Nothing. So he Knuckles just healed. wasted
0: his goddamn time?
1: Wait, hold on. Okay. We now then see a short epilogue of a cloud of smoke from the, the ground zero of the explosion. Mogul steps out and reveals himself with the real Sword of Acorns. And that's the end of that first story. I did not. Look, look,
0: I'll be honest. I didn't see that coming at all. Does this mean that Knuckles had a fake sort of acorns? What happened to the crown of acorns? Wait a minute. Now I'm confusing
1: myself. (laughs) Where's the crown? Okay. There won't be many answers, but I will tell you this much. Knuckles did not think that he had a fake. Uh, Uh, They were all uh, misdirected. I
0: assume so. I assume Knuckles isn't like, yeah, this will save your dad's life. Oh, sure. Like he's going with the the dollar tree. He's finding a toy sword, gluing some acorns to it. Going, here you go. I fought some, uh, witches for this, and I ran into a knight named, uh... And then he looks over the television, and Dr. Noah's on. Sir Connery! Yeah! That's who helped me. Where is Sir Connery? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. He, uh, he, he was too busy. He had to, uh, fight, uh, dark magic. Well, you know, dark magic enslaved my dad. Yeah, I mean different dark magic.
1: We, the the backstory for this special, uh, it really has not much to do with anything. Really just that, like, Antoine finds a map to uh, his father's supplies. He finds a nice little X on the spot near uh, Robotropolis. He goes there. Snively is excavating the area. Uh, they don't really find anything, but Antoine is detected. And uh, fights off and holds his own for a little bit. The Freedom Fighters come in, and they all save the day. They... Antoine doesn't never finds what the map was pointing to, but they have that whole like maybe one day at the end.
0: do, do we ever? Is this is this plot thread ever resolved?
1: I genuinely don't know. I will find out with you if guys. If you don't know, hey, I'm just writing it. At, the notes on what in the comics. God. You think I have an encyclopedia of knowledge of these comics? Because I kind of do, should. but you not should. to this extent. Oh my god. So. With that out of the way, Uh we're now getting to the real meat of this episode. Sonic the Hedgehog number 47. Uh, Beginning of the endgame arc. This is, I think, the first, like, continuing arc of the comics, believe it or not. Okay. So we now open with uh, Sonic and Sally are raiding a building in Robotropolis and are grappling their way up it. All of the Freedom Fighters and the Wolf Pack are also there. They're watching the two of them. Sally has some minor concerns about what's going on. The last night where her dad appeared completely healed saying like, she just said like, Hey dad, what happened? Like, how are you healed? He says, everything is on a need to know basis. Don't worry about it. Also, Sonic the Hedgehog might be the traitor. Uh, take him with you on your next mission.
0: This is a lot. This, my first thought here, I'm telling you my first thought here is, uh, yeah, that's not my dad. That's like a clone or a robot, or that's because look. If there's one thing I know about Sonic the, H- the Hedgehog is he's no snake. I,
1: I mean, I'll tell you this much, without going too into detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Shitty dads are a theme of Ken penders's writing. Just leave it at that. Okay. Sonic tethers a rope down for Sally to climb up on, and Robotnik has some automatic guns uh, going after her, but the Freedom Fighters shoot him down. Antoine with some binoculars sees Sonic holding onto Sally's rope, pulls out a switchblade, and cuts her rope. We then see a full page of Sally falling down the building, through a canopy, and just hard on the ground. All shocked, Bunny swoops in to grab her, while Robotnik and Snively are like gloating by the monitors. They've seen all of this happening. And at the same time, Sonic appears in their chamber, but Robotnik distracts him just enough to escape. Sonic fights all of the mooks off and wonders what happened to Sally. Later, the Freedom Fighters bring their medic, Dr. Quack. Yes, the joke exists, it's relevant. That's he fine. He confirms that the uh, she's still alive, but her heart is very weak. They take her back to Knothole real quick. Tails is wondering about Sonic, what why haven't we stopped for him? They arrive at the rendez- uh, Sonic arrives at the rendezvous point. Has no idea where anyone is, but he just runs back to Knothole. And at the hospital, Dr. Quack brings the unfortunate news. She didn't make it. Sally is is dead. I don't believe it. Sonic runs in and has no clue what's going on. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey St. John follows quickly and immediately arrests him for treason and regicide.
0: Regicide? Oh, well, okay. I I mean... mean it's like royal side. I mean, does the red side mean you killed the king?
1: I mean, yeah, it does. But, like, I, I guess since they're they're looping the princess into it. I just, just...
0: Well, I mean, is she technically in charge? Is she, like, the regent or something? I mean, they thought that king was dead. Maybe they haven't sworn the king in yet.
1: Good point. Good point. What? But uh, they later skip to the quick trial to which the king, in full view of knothole judges the case. The king forgoes the death penalty for Sonic in recognition for his service to the fight against Robotnik and decides to give Sonic life imprisonment in the devil's gulag. And Robotnik and Steve Snively are seeing this through their spy network and are laughing away. That's the end of Sonic number 47. Any thoughts?
0: I mean this is this this isn't bad. Like yeah, okay. So you're building up to your big issue 50. It's kind of like, yeah, so we so we need our character at his lowest. Like he thinks his girlfriend is dead. He's been accused of uh, murdering, his, know, girlfriend a, a murdering his girlfriend and the princess. Yeah, and also uh and also the guy to arrest him is like the guy who like has stolen his girlfriend and so it's just like yeah, I mean, so you know, Sonic's got to kind of get it in both holes for a while. But then, yeah, the issue 50, bada, bada bada bing, bada boom,
1: Sonic's back in the room. So, we, we begin with 48. And actually, I have in my notes the cover. The Sonic the Hedgehog for the logo has uh, spray-painted the word fugitive over the word hedgehog. I think it was a nice touch. I like that. So, Jeffrey is taking Sonic away. And Uncle Chuck is pissed over with Jeffrey for being so rough with Sonic. Because he's like kind of kicking his shit around a little bit. I think at one point like decks him in the cheek. So back at Knothole. The Freedom Fighters are mourning over both Sally and Sonic. And everyone is suspicious over these circumstances. They then go to the plane that Sonic is being boarded on. Or no. So Sonic is on the plane. He's being taken to the Devil's Gulag. And is attacked by SWAT bots. Uh, Sonic breaks free of his chains. Which for the record he could have done at any time. And attacks the SWAT bots. And I, I have this in a direct quote because I cannot paraphrase it and do it justice at the same time. <clears throat> Not one single joke or wisecrack escapes his lips. For the first time in his life, Sonic is devoid of humor. For the first time in his life, Sonic truly understands the meaning of war.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it sounds like he does. Like this is, this is heavier shit than I expected from a. Uh... Archie Sonic, the Hedgehog comic.
1: Oh, we haven't reached the apex yet.
0: I'm sure we have. Look, you got to dig yourself deep in a hole if you're going to pop out at episode 50. So keep digging there, Penders.
1: So the king is informed by Jeffrey that Sonic escaped and chastises him for allowing this to happen and demands he be recaptured, uh, you know, or else. Sonic's hiding out in a cave, basically exhausted, and recalls how... Nobody actually saw Sally's body when the uh, the coroner confirmed her death. Right. According to Uncle Chuck, at least. Dr. Quack said, according to Uncle Chuck, Sally's medical records were to be sealed by the king's orders and demanded that the sentencing be rushed to the next morning. And Uncle Chuck reaffirms to Sonic that, hey, I know you're innocent. You're not the traitor. I'll deal with this. Don't worry. A little overwhelmed by all this, Sonic just like, passes out dead in the cave. Back at Knothole, we see Antoine and Bunny following Draco and notice him leaving the king's chambers, and they wonder how he of all people have pride is able to have private meetings with the king. They follow him home to his partner Hershey and is seen physically abusing her. Like no no ifs, ands or buts about it. We see her we see him smacking her shit around. It's Jesus It's not okay. fun. They see this and they're overhearing They overhear that Sonic escaped. So we cut to Jeffrey hunting Sonic down with Tasmanian devils, which are, quote, one of the few Mobian races that never fully evolved. Now, I'm stressing this very enough because this comes into play way later. Like, we're talking, like, hundreds of issues down the line. This is going to come back. So, stereos for your notes, write that down. This is going to be very important.
0: Got it. They didn't evolve. You know why they didn't evolve? Because they're either from the past and they were hurtled into the future or someone doesn't want them to someone's intentionally stifling their evolution for if they were to evolve, they would be, they would develop a power strong enough to threaten even Dr. Robotnik himself.
1: Very good guesses. Very good guesses. So Sonic realizes he's being tracked. Jeffrey catches up with him and they spend like two pages fighting each other until they fall into a ravine in the cave. Then back at Knothole, the king is aware of the situation and intends to reinstate the warlord position of his cabinet and reveals the new, the successor to that position, Robotnik himself, in Knothole, and saying that the time has come for all the war, the time has come for some attitude adjustment. Hmm. Meanwhile, Sonic escapes the fight with Jeffrey and leaves the cave only to find a cliffside waterfall and with no other option jumps down as jeffrey shoots at him that's the end of 48
0: this is getting good i mean i like all this what the hell was going on with like the past and the knuckles and was all that stupid shit where they put out a fire with, with some tunes like what was that it was all garbage and then and then it do and then they got to find the sword but they didn't even find it what the hell guys Oh, we'll anyway, get to that look, later. Look, I'm not blaming you. No, no, no. Just I'm just a messenger. like I'm blaming
1: you. No, 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 no. I know you're not. I know. I'm, I'm just the, a messenger I am yelling here. You know. At you. <laughs> you're yelling at but Ken. I'm yelling Penders, at I know. you
0: about something you didn't do.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog number forty-nine. Sonic. We see Sonic uh, falling out. No way out. But he has one trick to save himself. He takes a dirt stash from his shoe and creates uh, He throws it, creating a small land strip, and his speed will get him by. And it works. He runs across the little land strip and face plants near the uh, lake bed. Exhausted, but just power walks back to Knothole despite being hunted. Okay. Back at Knothole, Robotnik th- reveals that the king was actually one of his robots, his auto automations, as he calls I them. I
0: told you! What did I fucking say? I was like, this sounds like some robot shit! He allows wait, the wait, free- wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, had to look, I had to look, at look, at look. I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I just have a quick question. Yeah, yeah, is this the first time our heroes have encountered like a robot that could perfectly simulate someone they know? No. Well, then what well, the hell? To be guys? fair, to be
1: fair, Sally didn't know, and she was the only one who knew at the time. Or she only the only one that knew that the king was like fine, fine.
0: So Sally didn't know that Robotnik could make like simul- like mechanical simulacrums?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Sally didn't know.
1: Okay. She did not know. All right, all right. So,
0: <sighs> look, this is not this is not reflecting well on her. This seems like anything to be a cautionary tale about the dangers of nepotism. Why is Sally in charge? Cause her dad. Like that's like Sally. You know, leadership don't come from blood. It comes from good judgment, Sally. Something you failed to show here by letting your dad trick you into thinking Sanic was a bad guy? What the fuck?
1: So, Robotnik allows the Freedom Fighters to live for the time being and wants them to witness his ultimate weapon where everything will be annihilated, including the real King Acorn. Meanwhile... Snively is with Dr. Quack, and we learned that he was being blackmailed by Robotnik this whole time and has his wife and kids held hostage. The deal was if they falsified Sally's death, he'd get his family back, but the deal has been extended to include the Crystallized King. Ah, okay. We now see Sonic just whistling out into the void while he's power walking and calls out for his friend dulcie the dragon from earlier she rescues him meanwhile draco is gloating to hershey about like being all puffed chest like i'm going to be the next duke of mobius after all this is done and pre- continues to engage in more domestic violence and reveals that uh hershey was the one who actually killed sally and finds out the reason why all these shenanigans went down was because Hershey was disguised in a sonic skin and that the eye holes that she was seeing through had lenses to make anyone that she saw look like Snively. So she was with Sally climbing the rope and she saw, she thought she saw Snively climbing the rope. So that's why she cut the line. She obviously is distressed by this information and breaks down into tears.
0: This is this is more complicated than a than an M Night Shyamalan movie. This is. There, where do you look. We got a lot of betrayals and a lot of secret robots and contact lenses that make you look like whatever you want. And, all right. So, can we get to issue fifty?
1: Almost, please?
0: almost. And then can that be the last issue? Because I'm gonna have a heart attack if I don't find <laughs> out what the fuck happened. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what happens! God damn it!
1: Okay, long story short, uh, we see uh, Antoine and Bunny are now in another continent Down Under. They tagged along elsewhere. Uh, the main villain there, Crocbot, is holding those two hostage with the Down Under Freedom Fighters, gloating about how he captured them and just wants to torture them for their own amusement. Dulcie takes Sonic to the Floating Island. They're immediately attacked by Knuckles, who reiterates, No one's allowed here without my permission. What the fuck is wrong with you? Instead of working it out, they just fight like normal. Jeffrey parachutes down in the middle of the fight, and they join, and that's the end of number 49.
0: Is this the first time Knuckles and Sonic have met in the <laughs> comics?
1: No. Well, they, then, Knuckles... well,
0: then explain
1: that. Knuckles' dynamic is that do not come here unless you're invited. Sonic and the gang frequently come uninvited. And Knuckles is just, like, on site with these people. I'm like, I, give, I ask one thing of you and you, imme- and you just ignore me. Uh, now what do you want me to do? You want me to just take it like a baby? No. Uh, you're meeting my fucking fist, brother.
0: Okay, but every time shortly after they start fighting, Knuckles agrees that it was a good idea them to uh show up right no what knuckles is never convinced that it was truly an emergency
1: uh he's goaded into it never convinced
0: okay yeah i kind of like that he still stands by his principles i kind of like that
1: and now we uh with the end of issue 49 we now move to our final comic we're covering i i give you sonic super special number six Sonic Fifty Director's Cut, which I just so happen to have right here in my hand, boys.
0: Oh, my God! He really got it. It's out of. It's in the. It's got a cardstock stuck a polymer bag.
1: This is why you pay on Patreon, folks. Oh
0: my God! It's Sonic Fifty. Holy smoly!
1: Would you like to describe the art you're looking at for the cover of Stereos?
0: Yeah, it's, it, it looks like,
1: uh huh,
0: It's kind of hard to see. I can't really see it, I'm sorry. Just, you describe the cover.
1: Well, the cover, we see uh, Sonic and the gang. We see some uh, familiar looking hedgehogs as well. We'll learn about them later. Uh, when I asked you to, to point out the uh, cover, or I wanted to just really point out the, the hideous Robotnik art. That's kind of what I was trying to goad your attention towards, but okay.
0: I couldn't really I can't really see it. I'm sorry. There's a there's a light is shining on the polymer cover, and it's creating a reflect it's creating a blinding reflection that would that would down a pilot in a second. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It looks it looks it look It's a little goofy. Yeah, look, it looks like trash. Yeah, most comic books look like trash. They're for children.
1: <laughs> but uh I point this out because uh Mm-hmm. We uh, begin with the writing For Whom the ho- the Bell Tolls. We open with a foreword by Ken Penders. Basically, everybody who's ever worked on these comics in some capacity was involved in the making of this comic. We have writers Carl Bowlers, Mike Gallagher, uh, Kent Taylor, uh, Stephen Butler, artist Patrick Spazatine, Manny Galan, uh, Dave Manak, Art Mowinney. Everyone who's ever worked on these comics to this point involved themselves with this, which is very boss. That's cool. I do like that. And in the foreword, uh, I'll just read you verbatim. More often than not, a story is told. All that remains is the finished accepted version. The bad as well as the good expressed for all to see. Very rarely does the creator have the opportunity to revisit the creation and tinker with it until the finished account is the version it was always meant to be. Endgame was a story about the ultimate battle between the forces of good, in this case Sonic the Hedgehog and the fellow Freedom Fighters, against the forces of evil, Dr. Ivo Robotnik, in which case the final outcome would determine the future of Mobotropolis to say nothing of Mobius. Here now for your enjoyment, uh, the final act showcasing Sonic's finest hour. This guy's setting setting expectations really high for his work. I wouldn't do that.
0: I'd be like... Hey, I, look, I don't know. I wrote a comic. Maybe you like it, maybe not. Uh, let me know what you think. And then you read it and you're like, ah, this is pretty good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I wrote it. I got all the uh, other Sonic guys. We all worked on it together. Not just like this, what you hold in your hand, we considered calling the Bible too. Truly a transformative, not since the Ten Commandments themselves, hath scripts upon the parchment. <laughs> Uh, uh, had so much influence on on the on mankind's development itself. Like okay, okay,
1: Penders, all right. What do you got, Penders? We begin on a quick flashback dream sequence. Actually, huh? Julian of the House of Ivo being chased by unknown assailants. He mentions that his scheme was perfect, but the timing was off. He then trips into a puddle, knocked out. The chasers are overlooking him and continue on. We then see two hedgehogs by the name of Charles and Jules, mentioning they've never seen the Overlanders turn on one of their own, and they just might be who they need to win the war. Oh, okay. They take him back to Mobitropolis. Julian's talking to the king, mentioning that his people intimidate with sheer numbers, but they can be overwhelmed in a direct attack. The King immediately appoints him as his new warlord and quickly leads an army into battle which Julian's and Charles object to in the moment but Jules believes that like eh, King has his reason. We then cut to Robotnik waking up from his chamber saying that he had a great dream. The SWAT bots woke him up because they captured an intruder expecting Sonic but actually an overlander male. A stereo, so you know like we mentioned before, uh, Robotnik is of from Mobius. Right. He is one of these Overlanders. What? Uh, the they look exactly like humans, but the only difference is that they have eight fingers instead of ten.
0: That explains why he's got eight fingers. It doesn't explain why I should care, but it does
1: explain why he got eight fingers. Wow. So, Robotnik uses the intruder, or, well, no. The Overlander sees Robotnik and recognizes him as Julian and never thought that they could be the same person. Robotnik then uses his intruder as a test for his new weapon, which results in the Overlander being ripped apart, molecule by molecule, and works without a hitch. No! But Snively seeing this test over a monitor... And gloats saying that he'll get the last lack over Robotnik soon enough. We then cut to Knuckles, Sonic, and Jeffrey. With Jeffrey informing Knuckles that Sonic killed Sally. And Knuckles is now purely enraged. Knuckles uh, attacks Sonic, but quickly runs away. But is entrapped by Espio, hiding camouflaged. But right as Sonic is cornered, Dulcie swoops down and takes out Jeffrey and the boys. And says, listen... Sonic is telling the truth. You should trust me because I am a dragon and dragons cannot tell lies.
0: Is that... I mean, I guess I wouldn't know if that were true or not. Because if a dragon were lying to me about only being able to tell the truth, I would assume it was telling the truth even if it were lying.
1: And apparently it is common fact because Knuckles is like, Oh yeah, that's true. Sonic's innocent. So, they, uh... All realize that this was all just divide and conquer tactics. They all fly back to Knothole, Knuckles included. Back at Knothole, the civilians are now being death marched to being roboticized. Which only Tails and Knuckles are able to escape into the sewers to find other freedom fighters around the world to be alerted, but end up being caught, surprised by the real traitor, Draco. The dragon? No, the wolf, who was abusing Hershey. So there's a
0: character named Draco, but he's a wolf. But there is a dragon. Is the dragon named like Fang's McFurtails? Is the dragon named Pointier's? Point Pointier's point the part dog. A forest dweller? What's the name of the dragon? Dulcie. What?
1: That's her name. Kelsey? Delcy. Kelsey. Delcy. Spell it. D U L C E Y. Oh okay,
0: that's not a bad name for a dragon. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine.
1: Upon this scene, we now flash to Down Under. Bunny and Antoine blow up their cell with a uh, Bunny's limb enhancements, and they go to the loading dock and attack Crockbot. Uh, they hitch a ride on a ship and deal, and let the Down Under Freedom Fighters deal with that situation. At the same time, Crockbot is uh, contacting Robotnik. Saying, like, eh, I'm dealing with an uprising right now, but the, the materials you need for your weapon, they're on your way. You're good, bro. This weapon, uh, let's call it the Ultimate Annihilator, shall we?
0: It's, it's Metal Sonic!
1: Ooh. Ooh. Is it? It's not. the Ultimate Annihilator is a cannon, which we'll get into later, but...
0: Wait, in issue like 250 when they when they retconned and rewrote everything? Did they make that canon
1: non-canon? Or is that canon still canon? That canon is non-canon. Oh my god! They retconned the canon?! Yeah, it, it sucks man. I, it hurts That's, me every day. That hurts. Back to Tails and Rotor. They're being carted away. But Sonic, Knuckles, and Jeffrey then parachute down and attack the SWAT bots. With all that going on, Draco escapes, Sonic quickly chases after him. Back to Antoine and Bunny, they're crashing the blimp, and they find a data file that Robotnik reported talking about how he developed the Ultimate Annihilator and how he intends to use it over Knothole and kill the civilians and the Freedom Fighters once and for all.
0: It kind of seems like the thing you wouldn't really need to
1: explain put in the
0: data data tape. I mean, it's like yeah, it's Robotnik. That's always his plan. I mean, does he write? Does he put that in the data tape every fucking? morning when he wakes up like ah this'll be oh oh, i i got big plans today you'll never guess this diary you'll never guess what i what i'm up to i'm gonna kill the freedom fighters today well i know diary you probably pooped your diary pants but clean yourself up
1: draco's running away from sonic now uh he encounters hershey and she Claws him and beats the shit out of him. And also Hershey's a cat. So that's she so Beats the shit out of him out of revenge for using her going as far as to grab a large rock with the intent to bash his head in.
0: Oh my God.
1: He dodges this and runs off with Hershey screaming. You won't get away that easily and nails him in the head with another rock. Sonic sees all of this, confronts Hershey. She admits she was the one who killed Sally and explains the situation while in tears. Now, we cut back to Robotnik. He's informed that the supplies arrived, but Knothole was liberated. Snively warns him about Sonic arriving on a base, but the automated system will take care of him, so you're good. Said automated system turns out not to be so good on account of the fact that Sonic uses a new skill Uncle Chuck taught him, which was to... Is this going to be like the ability to crouch and... Spin up fast! Oh, wouldn't that be nice to go uh, into a, to launch yourself like a ball from nothing? He modulates the frequency of his speed to create after images and confuse the security system.
0: Okay, that's cool. Uh, that's a cool
1: ability. So Sonic breaks in. Snively is like all squared up to fight him, but Sonic fly kicks him and breaks Snively's spine, and just keeps on running. This happens like that. a one panel. I love it. That's cool. Sonic bumps into Antoine and Bunny and they warn him about the Ultimate Annihilator and they just run off to buy them all time. They find the the cannon, but they're too late. A no! hatch opens and the cannon launches energy into a satellite up in space with Robotnik declaring, Stage 1 complete.
0: Wait a minute. This cannon's like, uh, the can't just fire the cannon at the, at the forest?
1: It, into a reflector
0: they got to fire the cannon up at the satellite, and then the satellite's going to fry the forest. Okay.
1: Stage right. two. Stage two is to launch the energy and nuke knothole to which Sonic catches Robotnik up and rushes in. He overwhelms Sonic with SWAT bots, but while Sonic is distracted, launches the beam over Knothole and ends up destroying Knothole. Direct hit, killing tens of thousands, including the Freedom Fighters.
0: That's pretty cool. That's un- very unexpected for a Sonic. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna like fix it, but still,
1: that's pretty cool. So Sonic naturally goes ballistic. Destroys yeah, would, dude, all the I'd SWAT bots in an instant. That
0: bastard's neck. I crack that egg all over the fucking I curb stomp that big fat egg, rip off his mustache, and floss my taint with it. Oh, the things I would do
1: to this guy! Did I say he destroyed all the swap bots? Charges after Robotnik. Antoine and Bunny are finished sabotaging the cannon a little too late, but okay. No! Uh, With the security system, what they did specifically, they put in like a little mini nuclear reactor into the cannon itself to overload it. The security system warns that it now has a 99% chance of destroying everything in its in its radius and Robotnik saying that all he wanted was to eliminate Knothole, and all that's left is to kill Sonic. Now, with both combatants feeling like they have nothing left to lose, they just exchange blow after blow. No words are being expressed here, just raw carnage. With the final shot being decepted, only as sketch artwork representing reality falling apart due to the cannon destroying itself. In fact, I'm going to try to see if you can...
0: Oh, my goodness. Energy power overwhelming. Okay, real quick. Real quick. So, like, Sanic and Robotnik are, like, exchanging blows. Are they, like, fist fighting? Fist fighting. Well, then why hasn't... How come one super speed punch doesn't just... Spin Robotnik's
1: head around like a top don't worry about it. Is it because he's been weakened by all the robots probably? But that last shot our next page Purely blank which I find to be a boss move just to show that like shit's fucked man Like for comic books like this shit is insane like space is limited So to pull something like that is a fucking ballsy move. I kind of respect that.
0: I think that's cool. I mean, like, if you're a little kid, that's kind of like, what do you mean this is, but what? Oh my god, like, I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, it is very, I genuinely like it, like, I'm not being sarcastic or anything. Look,
0: I like a lot of this. I, I like a lot of this.
1: So, the next page we see Sonic punching through the blank space and pulls himself out of a ring. Saying that he feels pretty dizzy and a voice saying that they found Sonic and he needs medical attention immediately. Couple hours later, Sonic wakes up in the hospital, Dr. Quack treating him, Rotor by the bedside. He's he's freaking out because he saw the Ultimate Annihilator take out Knothole, to which Rotor explains that since not, Knothole now exists in a temporal rift three hours in the future because the Ultimate Annihilator hit it before it overloaded. A secondary reason was because uh, Snively sabotaged the Ultimate Annihilator To affect only one form of organic life. Robotnik.
0: Okay. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. So...
0: uh, No, 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 no! So... They sabotage this cannon. To... A. Send the town it's about to hit... Into a pocket dimension in the future. And B genetically target only one creature a creature with Robotnik DNA right all true now this is not a very ultimate annihilator I'm gonna point (laughs) out If you can fuck with this cannon to the point where it will destroy its creator on the genetic level while simultaneously sending whatever it's aimed at uh, forward to time to an even greater safety than it would normally have access to, that's not very ultimate. And only one thing got annihilated.
1: On that point, uh, no one really understands the situation properly, but Dr. Quack explains, or he diverts the conversation. To explain his situation and his deal with Robotnik, and also says that, uh, Robotnik hacked his Dream Watcher and found out about the king and the location of knothole through those means.
0: He hacked his Dream Watch? Uh,
1: oh yeah, I never explained that, did I? They were able to pull the king out of a form of, uh, coma by Sonic going into the king's dream, and... By shocking him in his dream, he, they were able to bring brain activity out.
0: So they really, 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 really didn't need that sword and that crown.
1: No, they did. Like, all they did was get brain activity out of him. He was still crystallized. So the crown wouldn't have done it? No, the crown Some would Some do- fucking
0: the, crown this is. The
1: crown would have done it. It was just like that last, it was just a thing that they did. Just to make sure he was actually alive. Because they thought he was brain dead. So
0: the crown
1: would have done it. The crown would have done it, yes.
0: So then, this—so you're telling me this guy's like—shows up after the, after like the criminals caught and in
1: handcuffs, and then he like
0: kicks him when he's on the ground, and he goes, "Ah, I help. I'm a hero too."
1: <laughs> yeah. Quack explains that the reason he was in this situation is because he was kidnapped and originally replaced with a robot duplicate robotnik demands his services as part of his final plan and he yeah, refuses kids,
0: he kidnapped his family or whatever that's yeah, fine that's yeah. so that's a like that's a good reason to turn snake in a kids comic yeah like yeah had, my wife and kids were kidnapped it's like yeah okay that's fine.
1: That's understandable.
0: But then why also replace him with a cyber duplicate? That... If you ha- <laughs> like if you've got if you have him compromised and just to make sure you do what I tell you, I'll send in a robot that looks like you. Then why kidnap whatever? Just seems like you could have just kidnapped that guy and replaced him. Yeah. You didn't have to also kidnap the family. It just seems like, a, again, it seems like they're doing just a little... You know what they call it in the advertising world? Seems like they're over-servicing the client.
1: Mm-hmm. Robotnik is just that evil that we just have to drive that home.
0: No, he's evil. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. That's that's evil as shit,
1: bro. So Sonic Sonic uh, asked about Sally. Dr. Quack says that Sally nearly died from her fall, but is in a coma.
0: Is there always. So there's always a member of the royal family in some kind of fucking coma. Why do they put the crown. Why they put the acorn crown on her, huh? Genius? How about you crawl inside her head and zap the electrons like you did that old man?
1: Sonic, upon learning this, jumps out of the bed, blazes past the freedom fighters, and goes to the center of Knothole where her casket is being held on display.
0: Okay, so she's like. So there's like a. It's like a. It's a, like a Snow White thing. Like mm. you're doing like a living.
1: Got it. Okay. Mm, Good catch because Sonic opens the hatch, kisses Sally's cheek and calls out to her saying, I I love you. Wake up. To which she does wake up and uh, asks Sonic, what did you just say? Sonic yanks her out, full page spread of them, a smacking lip with Sonic just saying, I'm happy to see you again.
0: Wait, let me see. Let me see these pages. Goodness gracious. Yeah she's real nude like i we haven't really talked about that i know we've talked about that on on my show but it's like this lady's really
1: not wearing a lot of clothes she has a vest on you just can't see it in the art
0: i know she's got a vest on i'm just saying put some pants on lady
1: fair enough all right
0: so true love's kiss breaks her out of a A coma. coma so like So anytime someone gets hurt in hole, Sonic should just fucking make out with their corpse? Yep. Like if, uh, like, that'll... Why didn't Sonic just kiss the dad if his fucking kisses fix... fix... brain-damaged royals? I... You know who could really use some of these kisses? America's politicians. I
1: agree 100%. So with that out of the way, we have a quick epilogue of uh, where are they now? I
0: can't believe you made me talk to you for two hours.
1: <laughs> like that's on you, buddy. You,
0: like just is. I'm. Just, do you normally do this to your guests? Yes. Five issues an episode. You gotta cut it in half.
1: No, fuck you.
0: This is too much. I, this is too. Look, long. I'll
1: be real with you. This normally doesn't run this long. It's because we had a, pr- a long pre-show. That's really oh. it. Oh.
0: Oh, it's normally only an hour and a half of talking about garbage. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, final epilogue. You uh, know what I have guests on my show, <laughs> ten minutes in and out. Yeah, well, I ten minutes in and out works for you. Me, I'm here to inundate people about these fucking comics. If I have to bear the burden of this knowledge, I'm p- passing it on to other people.
0: Just, you, just look. I, look, I'm not saying don't go deep on these comics. I'm just saying if you did five issues an episode then your guests would you and i'm the only one who's telling you this i'm the only one who's telling you this because everyone else doesn't want to hurt your feelings i'm too old to care <laughs> you'd get more repeat guests if you didn't put them through this marathon of garbage
1: what do you mean repeat guests this is the sixth fucking episode
0: well uh, count them count them up count them down how many of these six come back of this six-pack. Oh, I can't believe you're acting like, no, we have to do 10 issues. We've always done 10 issues an episode. How many of these podcasts have you done? Uh, six. This is the time to fix these things. You're lucky you have someone who has the guts to tell it in your face, cut it in half.
1: I'll consider it. Now, with that being said, quick they epilogue. Make out. They, may, they make out. We have a quick, fast epilogue. Dr. Quack is exonerated. They're all looking after the king. Hershey was pardoned for her crimes. The Freedom Fighters have a nice victory celebration. Jeffrey was reinstated as the king, the head of the king's secret service. Draco was sentenced to forever prison. And Snively, a story for another day. And that's the end of uh, Sonic Super Special 50. And the end of the comics we have for today.
0: All right. So Robotnik was destroyed by the ultimate... Annihilator.
1: Yeah, Robotnik's dead. Dead, dead.
0: I, now, now look. I'm going to legitimately... And this isn't going to... I'm not, not going to make a joke. I'm going to legitimately guess how many issues Sonic the Hedgehog before he returns. This is this is issue 50? Mm-hmm. Issue 75 is when we find out... Or, I don't know, super quarterly... eight, Whatever... I'm mean, guessing like around issue seventy-five. I'm guessing they do like about twenty-four issues before they're like, "Yeah, he was in a pocket dimension too."
1: Uh, all good guesses. I believe you are correct about the the look time it up. you look
0: it up right now. You look right. it up right Fine. now because it's like because because t- okay, all right. Here's what they're saying to themselves in the San- the Sanic writer's room. We can't just keep relying on Robotnik. We really got to take him out of the picture so we can develop like a rogues gallery because if because we're going to be writing this comic for like 50 fucking years it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Lord knows they'll probably be talking about it on some sort of pocket radio show 25 years from now. We Let's use this as an opportunity to stretch our legs, develop new threats, and we'll bring it back so we can really sell like... Issue 75, and it'll have, like, a hologram on it or it'll have foil on it or something.
1: Uh, well, to answer your question, uh, Robotnik comes back earlier than, uh, issue 75. Wait in a flashback? No, he does come back, like, back before issue 75, but 75 reveals a big twist. Let's put it that way
0: what that that's not robotnik
1: we'll have to wait and see all right on the next episodes of the argisonic digest okay all right so uh stereos did you have a good time
0: look yeah of course i did i did have a good time i've uh i i work a full-time job so i'm i am a little bit tired Mm -hmm. can't believe me too yeah i work like a like a full-time job no
1: me too i work nine hours a day man
0: I work 10. Look, okay, that's more than I work. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, t- I'm also much older than you. I'm exhausted. Fair enough. L- like, so listeners, I don't usually talk about sorry the Hedgehog for two hours. I'm usually not this tired. I'm fucking hallucinating. I'm so goddamn tired over here. If you want to hear me less exhausted, you listen to my show, The Loudest Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Wherever fine podcasts are sold, you search for the loudest podcast and you'll hear me, Stereos Coconuts. Thank you for having me on.
1: Thank you for coming on. And, uh, I, I hope those words weren't real. I hope you'll come back on. I like having you on, man.
0: Not for, t- Next <laughs> Not time for two hours. Out, uh, Fair well, enough. We'll have a timer. Uh, you can get you, you have me for a half hour. Get it all out.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. Well, on that final note, uh, That big note, that big comic book, man, that was chunky. Thank you very much for listening to the Archie Sonic Digest. We'll see you next time for whatever else could honestly lead up after this. Mike, man, this was big because actually before we do the final outro, I should mention to you. This was intended to be like the finale of the Archie comics because at this time the TV show had ended and they were moving on into a new era of the games. They were fully uh, expecting the comics to be canceled after this. But jokes on them, the comic book lasted 290 issues.
0: They thought we'd get tired of Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Are they insane? What a
1: rookie mistake.
0: That's the stupidest thing. That's the dumbest... Wow. That is stupid congratulations are they not looking at these sales numbers
1: like did they not
0: have data they were just expecting sega to pull the plug that's it
1: they were just expecting sega to pull the plug
0: sega to pull oh Oh yeah, look. If there's one thing Sega doesn't want, it's uh, license fees. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> there's no way Sega'll take our money, mm. our Archie money, to make their to make more Sonic comics. Sega'll probably say we got enough money. Oh, we don't need no more. The hell,
1: bunch, bunch of, of fucking idiots.
0: rookies, buddy. Mm-mm. All right, what? All right. I'll talk to
1: you later, kids. Thanks for coming on to the Archie Sonic Digest. We'll see you next time for the downfall of Endgame. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on Patreon for some goodies. And I'll see you next time, guys. Take care.